Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome back for another edition. Our third annual, is it second annual or third annual? Because we've done three, but it doesn't count as an annual unless you've done it at least twice, right? Yes. It's our third time in the kitchen, baby. Thanksgiving jam sesh. I am so excited about this. Literally, literally right before we started recording, I told you like, I I love these episodes, not because of like the songs or anything like that. It's just like the stories that come out of it because we always have great, there's just something about Thanksgiving that has like the best stories attached to it. Even though it's like neither of our favorite holidays. It's just, mm-hmm. it's such, I said it earlier, it's such a universal experience for people who live in America, like the majority of people. Um, and I'm not saying, yeah, genocide, woo. I'm saying like eating conflict stress yeah i mean it's so funny that some people are like thanksgiving is my favorite because that's when i get to eat and and i'm like that is the exact reason why it's not my favorite because that's all we do is eat and it's very stressful like i i will say i'm not really looking forward to it because you know issues have risen dramatically this year so we'll just see how it goes we'll just see Report back to us with your um, star rating of the Thanksgiving experience. (laughs) I will. And you better report back to me as well with yours. I don't think I'm doing anything super interesting this year. I think we're staying here. At least that's what I've been told. I don't know. Unless the plans change. Might go to my mama's. Have some of that pineapple sweet potato casserole situation. Um, And yeah. It's going to be a fun time. It really is going to be. But you know, like... Let me let me see what kind of juicy segue I can come up with real quick. Okay. We all know that Thanksgiving originated from our pilgrims from across the pond and our um, Native Americans, our indigenous people. But those pilgrims, where were they leaving? England. And what show takes place in England? What historical period piece takes place in England? The Crown. This is my seamless second. A season four review of, like I said, The Crown. Um, I talked about this last week. I was like, I'm so excited for this season to come out. It came out the, the day after. Well, no, the same day, but, you know, day after we recorded. And when I tell you, I was not expecting myself to finish in that one day. I I watched 10 episodes in 24 hours crazy i know that's she how was, I was zooming i haven't done i don't even think i've ever done that because i was about to say stranger things i'm like no i've taken a couple days for stranger things but i was excited let me just say what a season and i'm so sad that this is the last season with like this group of actors um like olivia coleman's not going to be there um Tobias, I cannot remember your last name. I'm so sorry. Who plays Prince Philip? I'm not going to be there. Just any of those actors. I think they're fantastic. I was very hesitant about watching with like a new group of actors in season three, but they turned out to be fantastic. The guy who plays Prince Charles, look, but the actor, beautiful, amazing, stunning. Jewel dropping. All I have to say is I really appreciate what they did they said this is diana's season this they said we are not here 
for the royal family. We are here for Diana and Diana only. And yes, it was also Margaret Thatcher season. But you know, they told, I feel like they, I don't know, like, I feel like I'm always just getting conflicted stuff about Margaret Thatcher. Like people hate her, people love her. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm American. She is a multidimensional person. She is. And I think they really did show that. And I have to say, I think the actress who plays her definitely again at me for it. Fantastic. Um, Emma Corrin, who played Princess Diana, she really came out and said, I'm going to embody this woman. And she did. And fantastic. And I have to say, we all know the relationship between Charles and Diana was not great. Tumultuous. And I knew that, but I didn't realize how bad it was until I watched The Crown and started looking up, like, did this actually happen? And I started watching interviews of her where she would say, like, yes, this happened. Like, she would describe it. That's where they got their information from. And I'm like, this guy, I hate him even, like, I've always just despised him, but it irritated me so much. I need to see this season because, like, this is the stuff I care about. You have to because... Honestly, I don't think you need to watch previous seasons. Maybe I'll jump into this one, and if I really like it, I'll go back. I will say every time there was a few episodes where Diana wasn't in it, and I was like, uh, "Hello, fast forward." Hello. <laughs> like I know it's called The Crown, but this needs to be called Diana. She is the queen of our hearts. Hello, she is amazing. I love her, and just that whole their whole engagement interview where this. Interview asked, because this happened in real life, an interview asked, are you guys in love? And when you think about it, that's like, what kind of question is that? But then you start thinking, she's 18 years old. He's around 29, 30. Yeah. And they weren't dating that long. And um, hold on. I need to. So I was watching an interview with Diana. She basically said that. She's like, what a thick question. And then she says, of course we're in love. And then Charles says, um, whatever in love means. Who says that when they're about to be engaged, when they're engaged to someone? Ew. Yeah. And they didn't show this in the show, but I think because there was like so much in that um, interview already, but basically he had told her and this led to her unfortunate eating disorder um, or like added onto it. He grabbed her hips and said, get like getting a little chubby around that area. Are we? And it does show, like, her eating disorder and struggling with it in the season. And I actually didn't know she had one. I did know that from my, like, research thing I had to do for college. But I mm-hmm. didn't know it was because of him. I mean, it probably was, like, not – I mean, she, it was probably there, but it probably got, like, a lot worse. And, you know, that was probably the stress of, like, the royal family and all that. But I think her final season is supposed to be season five because um, they ate her up again. And that's the only season they've said she's going to be in. So I need to look into this. You need to, you need to watch season four. Just skip everything else. Even though the first few seasons are fantastic. It's just, I just like, this is the period of like the Royal family history that I'm like particularly interested in as so many other people, because like the drama, you know, but I'll make time for it when I'm not watching all these freaking knitting and crochet tutorials I've been watching mm-hmm. all week. Hey, everybody. My name's Taylor. Welcome to uh, La La Loom Knit Corner. <laughs> <laughs> I am officially making the Harry Styles Shada B. Anderson patchwork cardigan. 
and it's been a time, tears have been shed, the calculator's been out, my fingers are blistered, and I finished my red squares today, and all I have to say is if this thing doesn't fit me, if it's cropped and tiny, I might take out a rib, I might just do it, because I'm not, I'm not knitting anymore, I'm tired, and after it's made, I'm never touching these looms again. The updates have been amazing, uh, I can't wait to see it when it's done, I, because I could never do what you're doing. It's so much harder than I, I mean, I knew it was going to be difficult because like this is not my skill area, but I, you know, love a challenge. I don't know how long it's going to take to finish it. I would like for it to be done before the end of this year. That would be great. But who's to say? Because I don't know what the pattern is for the ribbing portion. Um, but if anyone wants to knit it. Mm hmm. I would appreciate it because this is a little uh, difficult. If anyone wants to teach me about loom gauges as well, because the math of it all, I don't understand. Just take your time with it. Don't rush because I feel like if you rush, it's just going to, you know, kind of make things more stressful. So just take your time. It's going to be thick. I'm using that fat yarn, that like six weight yarn. Well, it will keep you warm during whenever it gets cold here. <laughs> It'll keep me nice and sweaty. That's on freaking global warming it is well into november and it's still like 70 degrees outside it's kind of irritating because like most of my wardrobe is sweaters and all that so mm. i haven't touched mine i have but only like when it's early in the morning and i have class but then it's like noon and i'm like <gasps> i'm like drenched in sweat it's just too freaking hot because we are not taking care of our environment. And speaking of those degrees going up, I just got it with these segues today. Know, I'm eating girl. it up. Um, we have our prompts. We have exactly 14 if we know how to count correctly, which we all know is a difficult thing for both of us. Mm -hmm. But I'm so excited. This year we I did do something a little different. In the past years, we've stuck with our Thanksgiving dishes and, like, written prompts according to that dish. This year, we decided to do Thanksgiving activities, actions, things you would associate with this time of year. Yeah, um, I'm super excited about this because I feel like even though everybody has their own different Thanksgiving experience, I feel like these activities are pretty... It's like a mix of, like, specific to us and then you know, pretty universal, at least with, you know, people who celebrate Thanksgiving. We want people to feel like they can answer the prompts themselves. If you do mm -hmm. ever want to interact and say, oh my God, this prompt, I would pick this song. Feel free. Also just need to emphasize we're just enjoying Thanksgiving for like the togetherness aspect, not the um, original Christopher Columbus energy. Mm hmm Let's be honest. None of our, like, have your families ever just been like, okay, kids, it's time to learn about Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving Day. No, it's literally just about eating and being thankful for many things in your life. It's definitely that. I think the whole um, 1492 type of thing is mainly in, like, elementary school. And they're like, let's talk about the pilgrims and the Mayflower. And then they're just like, and this was back when uh, nobody knew to say Native Americans for some reason. 
just saying very offensive things, um, just being disrespectful. We're just trying to recognize the importance Mm -hmm. of indigenous people to this country and not like diminish that by any means. We're just focusing on the food, the gratefulness, and the togetherness. Christopher, Mm -hmm. I don't know him. (laughs) He ain't paying my bills. No, no. Mm, No. Um, Anyways, we both picked a song for each poem. uh, I did seven, you did seven. And all of these songs will be on a Spotify playlist and Apple Music playlist. That'll get tweeted. And I'll link it in the show notes as well. Yes. All right. I guess I'll start because the first one is my prompt, which is preheat the oven. Let the festivities begin. Choose a song that works as a pre-workout jam that gets you motivated for an ultimate sweat. Because, you know, like preheating the oven, that's the first thing you do on Thanksgiving Day. I don't care if you're not making stuff in the oven. You're going to preheat the oven anyways. You can't put a turkey in a cold oven. That makes <laughs> no sense. Mm-mm. Um, so what was your uh, pre-workout jam? Well, my pre-workout jam is a discovery from this year. Okay, Tangerine by The Lazy Eyes. Okay. And this wonderful song I found through TikTok... Um, But it's not one of, like, the trending songs that we all know, you know. It's not Doja Cat, no, no. It's, like, it's its own thing. But Mm -hmm. I found out about it from a user. Her name's Abby Butler, but her TikTok name is DJ Flabby Gutler, which I love. Um, I'll link her account in the description as well. But she works in the Australian music industry, and she makes these music recommendation videos from time to time. And she mentioned this group and the song, and I was like, ooh, I kind of... I kind of like that a little bit, but it's like perfect for like cycling. Cause you know, Katie and I are both cycling soul, not, I was going to say soul cycle. No, we don't support that. Mm. Um, <laughs> cycling sisters. Uh, we'd be pedaling up a storm in this joint. Um, it's a perfect tempo. It's just so upbeat and there's this really cool, let me use my musical vocabulary for a second, retardando section where it slows down and it's just, it's great. Like, that section's great if you just need a second to breathe, you know? You've been pedaling hard, and it slows down. It dips a little. You just got to, before it picks back up, perfect, amazing, love it. And the lyric that I selected in this one is, um, Tangerine quarantine, my breakfast club's waiting for me. It's so good. Amazing. Um, My pre-workout jam I feel like I've talked about this song on the podcast. It wasn't from last year because it wasn't in the playlist. I don't, I know I've talked about this. So Um, I think everybody kind of knows, everybody knows the song. Seven Nation Army by the White Stripes. Yes. It's not like so, it's, it's pre-workout. It kind of like, it's a buildup each time. Um, And if anybody's like a Preds fan or like you just know about the Predators, everybody knows they play this song at least two or three times during each game. And it's it's like a hype man song, kind of. Hype man, hype woman. Um, yeah, I don't have a specific lyric, but I think just, like, the drums and just, um, like, it, like I said, it's a buildup, and then it kind of just goes off, and that's when you start the cycling. 
I just think that Seven Nation Army, it takes me back to like 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. And they would make these edits to that song. And it would be like, it would be like fanfic trailers. And it'd be like, a Seven Nation Army couldn't oh. hold me back. And it would be like, it would either be in black and white, like the video clips they would use would be in black and white. Or it would be like red tinted, so it was all edgy. It was the ultimate edit song back in the day. I remember they did it for like Game of Thrones and all that. Um, and it does give you hype for like a, a workout or just like a TV show or a movie or something or a it's, fanfic. It just like gets you ready to rumble. When mm-hmm. I teach fanfic literature, which will eventually be a thing, I'm manifesting <laughs> it. That will be the song we start each class to. Or it has to be an because an Imagine Dragons, and let me explain myself. <laughs> Every time I used to read a fanfic, and this was 2013, so this was you know appropriate in that time. I'm well, not saying that Imagine Dragons is appropriate, but you know what I mean, like. Every time they would say, "Listen to this," it's always some Imagine Dragons. It's always oh, Imagine Dragons, and that's on the 100 <laughs> season one episode one. Oh my goodness. Imagine dragons, you know. I love 1D. The other girlies love um ID, I guess. I uh, did too. Okay, you know what? It's I hate when people are, act like they never liked an Imagine Dragons. I mean, song. I Radioactive when it first came out, I was about it. I'm not going to come on here and lie. They have those songs, you know, I could have picked, I could have easily picked an Imagine Dragons song for Preheat the Oven. I'm not going to deny it. But you're a different girl. I am. So I picked the White Stripes. (laughs) I'm a different girl too. So I wrote my own prompt for the next one. We have setting the table. For when you're not trying to grab a plate from that stack of styrofoam, setting the dining table is such a small part of the Thanksgiving prep, but so important to the event as a whole. Name a small artist and song that you're ready to dish about to the world. Ooh. Oh, am I? Who am I going? Yes, love. You can go first. Okay, thanks. Um, so this artist and song, some of you might have heard it on TikTok. Depends on what side of TikTok you're on. Um, I recently discovered him, and I was like, "Wow, okay, I'm kind of here for his voice. It's his voice specifically. He." Um, he kind of sell- he gives me like a vintage type of voice. Um, it's um, as the world caves in by Matt Maltese. I Ooh. believe that's how you pronounce it. Very, su- I was surprised of how small he was. Only like forty seven thousand subscribers on YouTube. Doesn't even have his own Wikipedia page. Um, but he deserves one clearly. Yeah, that song kind of has been on TikTok. It's mostly like in edits and stuff, but not like edits. Not like Instagram. You know what Instagram edits look uh-huh. like. Not like that, you know. Um, I've mostly seen it with uh, when people try to recreate, like, famous paintings. I think I told you about this trend. where I never got the yeah. link for that, though. Did I know? Oh, my gosh. Mm. So you've never I remember seen you them? talking about it, but I never got the link for it. You know, I forget things. So I'm so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I'll just imagine. Maybe, maybe I can find them because... I mean, I can probably search the song and probably find them. But yeah, um, I started looking through his stuff. And he does have this kind of like vintage voice to him, which I really love. And his voice is like very deep, we'll say. But this song in particular, it's it kind of reminds me of a song you would hear 
not like at the climax of the movie, but like the like the main characters having an epiphany about something or the world is actually like literally caving in and he's kind of contemplated with his life or her life. Um that's or their I, life. Yeah, I feel like that's the song that we play. I love that description. I can't wait until our full playlist is together and I can like actually listen to these tunes. Ugh, so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two for this category. Katie and I both agreed that next year when we do this, we are putting a limit on our honorable mentions because it gets a little insane sometimes. But both of mine are also from TikTok. Such a great way to find music, honestly. It is. It is. And not just the popular stuff. When you get on music TikTok, you find all of these like small artists that are amazing that more people need to know about. The first one is Annie DeRusso. Um, I think I'm saying her last name right. I hope I am. She is actually a Belmont girly. <gasps> Whoa. What a Belmont. small world. I think they do have like a pretty good music program there. So mm-hmm. that's kind of that like, makes sense. I feel like that's what they're known for is like the more mm-hmm. creative kind of majors and stuff. Um, I'll link her TikTok page in the description, but she has these songs that I just freaking love. Okay. She came across my TikTok for you page months ago with this song called 20. And I was mm-hmm. like, Ooh, I like this. I like this. But recently she released this song on Spotify called judgments from the world's greatest band. And she was talking about like the backstory of writing the song. And she was like, Oh, I think this is what she said. I don't want to like misquote her or whatever, but mm-hmm. she said she wrote it about this time that she had sex and her Beatles poster was like on the wall across the room. So the opening of the song is it wasn't what I imagined, but I never imagined it. George, George, John and Paul all judging me from my wall. And I wonder what they would say if they could talk. Okay. Can I just say that was like some poetry right there. I love that. She's so talented and she has such a cool image too. Like I know image is not everything with music, but she has like a band. And I think she just did a show at Belmont, like at the end of October something like that and I found out about it the day after not that I was like gonna go but still would have liked to have the option she does this like green eyeliner that's just so Ooh. cool and I she did a tutorial on it I was like I am never gonna do that but that's so cool and I then think any, well oh, I was no, gonna say I think I think if anybody can do like a colored eyeliner that's cool you know I just think they're powerful our honorable mention is um, Kid Sister with no E. It's a girl group. And because we love the girlies. Uh, they have this song called Dallas. And I think I told you about it like months ago. I was like, ooh, this song, she loves sensual. He said, Dallas, if you want my soul, baby, you can have it. I said, mm, delicious. I haven't heard about a girl group in a while. I know Little Mix is still a thing. People love Little Mix. Um... Their old stuff I was, wasn't really into, but I do appreciate them as a band. And then the new, like, K-pop group, I don't remember their name. I'm so sorry. Um, they're, like, a girl group. And, Is it, like, Blackpink? Uh, yes, because their new album just came out, and I think it was... I couldn't remember if that was a name, because I know their album name is Blackpink. Like, it's just a self-titled. Um, man, every time I, like talk about k-pop i feel like i'm gonna get dragged or something they they always find us i mean K-pop i don't bands. know anything about it really like i know some of the group names just because i hear other people talk about it and 
I don't know. I mean, I want to give it a try because I don't ever want to be that person that's like, I don't listen to that kind of music. But I think because, like, that's not my language. Yeah. And people will, there are some people who say, like, that's, you know, like, you shouldn't say, or like, that's racist. I'm like, no, I just don't understand. I don't know how to sing along to it. Um, I did give, like, BTS and Blackpink both a try with some of their more popular songs and I really get the appeal I mean it's very mesmerizing like their music videos they're amazing dancers and um singers but I don't like I don't know how to sing along to it I like I find that a little hard you know you know I agree I actually saw I don't remember if it was like a k-pop group or a j-pop group Oh, it had to have been J-pop. It was at the Cherry Blossom Festival. I think it was J-pop. Um, and they're from Atlanta. And none of the girls in the group, I don't think, are, like, Asian. But they do, like, these, like, performances and stuff. And I was like, this is really interesting. Like, all of the work that goes into the choreography and everything. And I can appreciate it as an art form. I just don't know that I'll ever be, like, a hardcore stan. But I'm not hating yeah. on anybody who is. Yeah, I like if that's what you're into. I do think some I've seen that K-pop stands have gone a little too far at times with certain artists. I know Demi Lovato has gotten has unfortunately gotten mixed up in it, because um, everybody loves to just talk about her drug problem for some reason. Oh, Demi, <sighs> Demi, you know I don't agree with everything you've ever done or said, but you know you can't hate on her for that. You just can't. Mm-mm. All right. Moving on to my next prompt, sitting at the kids' table. You're never an adult at grandma's house, or in my case, my aunt and uncle's. Uh, So this is a kids, but really, who says it's for kids, uh, song that makes you, that reminds you you're still a kid at heart. You know, this one I don't think anyone's surprised. Um, I picked I Want It All from High School Musical 3. With our lovely vocal stylings of Miss Ashley Tisdale and Mr. Lucas Grabiel. I just love this song with all my heart and soul. Honestly, anything from any of the High School Musical soundtracks, I'd be bopping to to this day. Um, but this one really takes the cake. It's the song that they spent literally the entire budget for this movie mm-hmm. on. Because the production of it all. Um, and it was worth every penny. Mm-hmm. There are not no, like there are not enough numbers in the universe to account for the amount of times I've sung both parts. You know, I don't just yeah. be singing Sharpay. I don't just be singing Ryan. I sing them both, and that's on personal stylist, agent, and a publicist. But where do I fit into this? With you, we can win. Win the part, think bigger, become superstars. That's better. She just sang that whole thing, guys. And that wasn't she even reading anything. That those lyrics are not even on the page because oh, I, I don't need you. them. I believe you. Um, so from two different cast members of High School Musical 3, um, plus more comes Just Wanna Be With You. Love that song. So I picked this song. I was going to pick a Jonas Brothers song from Camp Rock, but I changed my mind on this because I think this song in particular, there's something about it that resonates with me and makes me like sad. There's just, it's like the end of an era in some ways. So Just Wanna Be With You, this is when, um... Zach and not like Troy and Gabrielle. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking Troy and Gabrielle. <laughs> you know, they've met up again. I need to rewatch High School Musical 3, but you know, there's just something about the song. I will literally tear up listening to it. And it's that song where the Broadway 
the Broadway or Juilliard, whatever, Scout is like, that is Troy Bolton. And I'm like, that is pedophilia. I just, uh, that movie, it's my favorite one from the franchise. And I do think it has some of the best songs, but it's so underappreciated. But that mm-hmm. song for me, just, I Just Want to Be With You, incredible. The prom yeah. song is great. The ending high school musical, like, number is amazing. Mm-hmm. I think um, the third movie definitely had, like, some of the best, like, musical sequences although the first one i i think they all have different like the second one has my favorite out of all of them but i will not say the second one has my favorite like like overall musical i feel the same way i think the plot for the second movie is kind of weak they really made troy i mean they've always kind of made troy to be out like a little like privileged boy but the second one i'm like (laughs) Who did Troy think he was? He's over here complaining about like, you know, getting to his getting into his dream schools and people scouting him. Meanwhile, you know, all these other kids have to hold down this job because they have to and and treating yeah. his friends like dirt and flaking mm. on Gabriella. I definitely want to do a High School Musical three review at some point because I yeah, think it'll be so much fun. We definitely need to do. That. I mean, we could do it for our New Year's. Potentially. We do have, if you are, like, new here, you just don't stick around or whatever, we do have a High School Musical um, 1 review. Mm -hmm. It's called Singing is for Girls. I can't wait to put all these links in this description. It's going to be so freaking long. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Oh. I'm glad we picked from the same movie, though. (laughs) But, like, you know, we're just connected. We're just, like, on a different wavelength than everybody else. Um. (laughs) Okay, we have hand turkeys. Ooh, ooh, yay, yay, gobble, gobble. Everybody knows that hand turkeys are the Valentine's card shoe boxes of Thanksgiving. Trace your hand, cut it out, and decorate your finger feathers. It's all about showing gratitude to the important people in your life. Choose a song that you want to dedicate to someone or your podcast host if you want to be a little cheesy or whatever. <laughs> we decided to be cheesy. Um. Okay, so... We did not tell each other what songs we were doing as desperately as I wanted to. This took forever. This was my last one to get. I had no idea how to do it. And by the end of it, I was thinking way too hard, even though this song was always in the back of my mind. But I was like, I'm not going to use it because nothing about the song itself resonates with, like, dedicating it to Taylor. But I had to anyways because I associate this song with you now. So this is... Wait, hold on. I'm like getting emotional. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so this is Try Hard by Five Seconds Summer because you were over here like, yeah, Try Hard. It's like we talk... Like when I discovered you love Try Hard, I was like, wait. Oh my God. (laughs) This song had like, it has my heart and soul. And the fact that you love it as much as I do, it's amazing because... Like I feel like it's such an underrated song of theirs, and it's it the one is. time I, it's the one time I felt like we really bonded over like Five Sauce, even though that wasn't like your thing for a while. Um, but that song, it's it's literally nothing. <laughs> um, I mean about us in general, but it's just the fact that I associate that song with you. That's so cute. I almost picked Valentine for yours because I associate uh-huh. that with you, but. 
unfortunately i won't be able to put try hard in the freaking playlist because for whatever oh, reason yeah. i mean it's fine i will link the youtube music video because it is a song we all need to hear and that's why i'm being oh so out of reach and we always like complain about that like i remember the text messages we would like say like we would say to you like oh, it's not on apple music it's not on spotify Ugh. it's just so frustrating um mm-hmm. my song for katie I'm going to have to do some explanation because this is not a song that she knows, but it's a song that I think is very your platform, your vibe, your branding. Okay. So stay with me. So the song is called Head Alone. Um, Not head alone, like I'm walking ahead alone, but like head, like the head on your body alone. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's by Julia Jacqueline. I think I put a song by her. In last year's playlist, I think I used Good Guy, I'm pretty sure. But I found out about her last summer. She's an Australian artist. And the reason why I chose this for you (laughs) is because I think it really applies to feminism and pumping the brakes on the male gaze. Both of which are things you dedicate your studies to. I do dedicate my studies to that. Oh my goodness. You know me so well. I I tried. I I cannot wait to listen to it. I really want to. In the song, she's rejecting this man's touch, and she's, like, taking ownership of her own body, and the lines, these are the, okay, these are the lines, I don't want to be touched all the time, I raise my body up to be mine, and then the other one is, so I'll say it till he understands, you can love somebody without using your hands. Girl, I wish I knew about this song before I did my big project, because I, I would have included those somehow in there. Mm. <sighs> Julia, she just stays serving it up. I love all of her discography. I love that. I love that so much. I cannot wait to listen to it. Oh, oh sentimental. But now that we got the cheesy stuff out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was great. Um, my next uh, prompt. Pinterest recipe queen. This is a shout out to Rachel, my cousin's wife. Girl, I loved your, your little Brussels sprout dish thingamajiggy it was good i was rooting for you queen so this is a song that seems iffy at first like when you first heard of it but when you start like listening to it it was an absolute jam okay Mm -hmm. this one for me is julia by uh, isn't that funny the last song was by julia jacqueline and this this song is called julia um the artist is colony house and they're based in franklin tennessee hey hey but the reason i was kind of like about this song at first is because they have this other song that was really big on tiktok like months ago and it was used in a lot of the vlog style tiktoks um the song is called you know it and it's the one that's take that picture from that frame i put him in my pockets all that every day oh with me Mm -hmm. i give you close to my heart and i just think that's very um Imagine Dragon slash commercial energy. <laughs> but <laughs> like I think it's just because it was used too much. Like, maybe it's not mm-hmm. a bad song. I just heard it too much. But Julia, I think, is so pretty. It's so, like, sonically pleasing. The sounds. The lyrics are kind of relatively simple. But just, like, if you just listen to it, especially in the car, it hits different. It's just like, ooh, this wave just washed over me. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, uh, song, so everybody knows this girl, 
Billie Eilish, but it's that song, Everything I Wanted. When I first heard this song, I, and I think I have this experience with Billie Eilish in general. I think I'm going, look, I like Billie Eilish. I'm just not, there's something about her, I guess, like genre. I'm just not like a big fan of, but her radio singles, I do sometimes enjoy, but this one in general, like it took me a lot of time to like grow grow into it and by the time I did it kind of fizzled out her the song um everything I wanted it was just like it was I think it was just like really different but then once I started listening to listening to it on the radio I was like okay okay I think I get this and then I started listening to the lyrics and I was like oh oh Billy 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 this is cute she Aww. had a dream she had everything she wanted yeah, I really, and that's the lies I really like, you know. Um, it was everything I wanted. Girl. Um, yeah, and I think I have that experience with any radio song that's played over and over again. Like, you kind of hate it, you go through, like, you love it, and then you hate it again. And I haven't listened to that song in a while, but I did have that experience with it. I think we have similar feelings about Billy. Like, I like some of her stuff, but I don't think I'll ever be, like, um... A stan. Yeah, I just don't think I'll ever be at that level. But I do like a lot of her stuff. And I do think that she's cool and pioneering this own image for herself. And she should revel in her success because the hard work, she deserves it. Mm-hmm. She does seem like... I mean, she's probably a nice girl. I don't know. I don't know her personally. Never met her. Hope she is. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. This is awkward. I forgot it was my turn. Which brings us to awkward political slash life update exchange with distant relatives. Our favorite thing about Thanksgiving as a concept. What are you up to? Thinking about grad school? Got a boyfriend yet? We're all so tired of explaining ourselves. Sometimes you just want to vibe and not think too much about the deep stuff. Choose a song that you've been minding your own business and jamming to without really hearing the meaning of the lyrics. Okay, so should I do my runner-up first or then, or my actual? Because this is one of Whatever my... Whatever you want to do. Okay, so I'm going to do my actual one because this was the first one I was talking about with you when I heard about this prompt. So I chose Rock Me by One Direction. This was my favorite One Direction song from the, from the Take Me Home. I think it is Take Me Home album. And when that album came out, it was like 12 or 13. And, you know, One Direction had to kind of keep up this image of being like... Um, it's so strange because they had to have this image for like teenage girls, like young teenage girls, um, being like innocent and kind of clean. Um, but then they were like, Harry's a womanizer, which is very contradicting. Um, but I never like thought about what like the actual lyrics meant. Cause you know, these boys probably were like, this is funny. Um, I mean, it's, just says, I want you to rock me. What do you think that means when you're 21 years old? Come on. I think it just means like playing a good, wholesome game of rock, paper, scissors. Um, <laughs> I'm going to lay down paper. Oh. <laughs> you're going to put rock and I'm going to beat you. And you just rocked me. But I actually rocked you. Or, you know, let's just throw some rocks at each other. Uh, <laughs> Stoning. But, woo! But as a kid, I didn't really think about the lyrics. And I don't... I think you can look at most One Direction songs or just any songs from when you're that age and look back at them like, dang, that's what that meant? 
Um, but my runner up is, <laughs> I think, anybody, and I don't know if everybody had this experience, but when I was in seventh grade, I learned what the true meaning of pumped up kicks were. Oh, yeah. Was. Um, I would, I, I did not know that song was about, you know, shooting up kids. So, but it was a jam, though. <laughs> it was a jam, a very odd jam. Um, and it's a, it's a TikTok trend now, apparently. Did not know that. Well, it's like, um, like people, I don't know, I can't explain the whole concept, but like the instrumental part of it is kind of plays. But yeah, that's when I learned. Everybody knew um, apparently before I did, so I was left behind. We all still jammed to that song, though. Uh, I don't think now. it's problem. I don't think it's problematic. It's, is it pro- like what is it commentary on school shootings? I, don't I didn't know. like. I don't. I don't. I never looked too much into it. That is something to Google and research because I am curious. I feel like I read something about it a long time ago, but I don't remember mm-hmm. um, so what yeah what is yours so I told you about this one and this is okay your rock me was like I'm a child and in a sense I don't understand I am fully 22 and this song came out <laughs> and I was like I think the first few times I was listening to it I wasn't actually listening to it I was just kind of vibing and I was like "Ooh, I like the beat um wildflower by five seconds of summer so the, <laughs> it's not even subtle it literally is straight up like you're the only one who makes me uh every time we uh and like when it's on I do be mouthing the words don't be telling mm-hmm. my grandparents they don't need to know but that song just hits like you're my wild flower mm-hmm. and it wasn't until you said like we were talking about the album because I think it had just come out and I was like oh I haven't listened to it yet um I've only heard like these two songs I think it was wildflower and old me and you were like, oh, these are the songs I like. And you were like, yeah, Wildflower is kind of like provocative though. And I was like, what is she talking about? And I remember like <laughs> listening to it after and I was like, that went straight over my head. I just like was not paying attention. It's okay. I mean, there's probably tons of songs on like the radio that I listen to and I'm just like, Mm-mm. and then look at the true, I mean, Taylor Swift songs now are kind of that way. Um, Cause I think there was one off of Lover, maybe it was, um, Oh my gosh, was the one off of Lover? It's kind of like a jazz. It, oh, oh my god, I talked about that in the podcast. Yeah. Oh shoot, it's, sorry. It's Lover. like something about my hips or the altar or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, it's straight up just says something like that. I'm like, why don't I? I think it's because like Taylor Swift has this, no pun intended, reputation of being like the good girl, and then she says this. I'm like, whoa, Taylor, let's let's calm it down a little bit. Come on. I just, you know, not that being the good girl means you can't have your moment. I know. This is a 30-year-old woman. <laughs> like, like she ain't, she's not no 13-year-old girl. She is grown. <laughs> she could do whatever she wants. Mm. Uh, speaking of, well, not really speaking of doing anything once, kind of, you know, the opposite. Sometimes mishaps happen. Spilling the meal water. Okay, so let me give some backstory on this. So two Thanksgivings ago, my mother was assigned to make deviled eggs for our Thanksgiving. And we never like making deviled eggs because, first of all, I this concept of deviled eggs, while they are good, it's also very odd. Who thought to make this a dish? Like, the who devil came up himself. With this? Exactly. Um, 
and we were making them we have we actually have a little deviled egg container like specifically for deviled eggs well my mother she loves water with some mio you know the little squirts of like little fruit punch things we all love flavored water and she spilt it in the car and it got in the container and it just she was infuriated she was disappointed because the deviled eggs were soaked with mio water <laughs> and she i swear this woman was gonna have a breakdown um because she's like because you know the deviled eggs that is the main treat of the thanksgiving for some reason there's always a breakdown and now every single year whenever people are assigned to do things my mom always says anything but deviled eggs and we it's always a story that just comes up my mom is always like yeah <laughs> make sure there's no meal water in there so basically oh, bless. <laughs> yeah so basically choose a song that should not have happened basically what song shouldn't have been written recorded and produced for the entire world to hear okay so we just mentioned our favorite 30 year old grown woman who can do whatever she wants and she shouldn't feel affected by my opinion at all miss taylor swift um I did talk about this song in one of our Taylor Swift episodes. There are so many of them. Oh, my God. But I Know Places from 1989. What? Like, I will say it's kind of cringy when I think about it now, but, you know, I used to love that song. 1989 is, as I've said before, my least favorite album that she's done. I think it's it's just too radio pop for me personally. Um, even though it's like probably one of her most successful albums, but here's the thing. It's about her relationship with Harry. Ooh, uh, this is that the, okay. This is that the paps are after us, baby. And you're new to fame. I'm not taking, just take my hand, baby. We can navigate this cruel world together. And it's just really, uh, and I was looking up the lyrics earlier and, (laughs) This had me cracking up. So the beginning of the lyrics is like, I, 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 <laughs> that's typed out. And I took a screenshot of it to put it in the Google Doc because I thought it was funny. Isn't there, um, like, a lyric, like, they are the archers, we are the foxes, and we run. My love, they are the hunters, <laughs> we are the foxes. And um, that is enough said on that. I just, this song, I just can't. That used to be my favorite song. And I will say it is kind of cringy now. And I remember when I saw it live, that was my, that was the one I was looking forward to the most. Um, <laughs> I just think back to that era of Taylor Swift. I'm like, oh, there's just so much, so much was going on at that time. There are songs I like from that album, but it's just, some of them I'm like, girl. Do you at least like Blank Space? Because I feel like that's still such an iconic song. Okay, it's a song, let me clarify. It's a I don't know if I like it. <laughs> But it is iconic. Like, when the second it came on, because I hadn't heard it in years, I was singing along. Mm-hmm. I still like it. I wouldn't say that I'm like, yes, blank space, put it on the ox. But if it's on, mm-hmm. I'll move this body. I'll mm-hmm. sing a little. Yeah. Um. So my song, I think everybody has um, this as well. Like, Google's worst songs ever. And this is probably on there. Um. A more recent song, it topped the charts last year. Um, Dance Monkey by Tones and I. I had no idea. I thought it was a band, but it's just a singular 
woman. She was on like Jimmy Fallon or something and I watched her performance. Look, no shade to this girl. The voice. I don't know how that happens. I I cannot imagine. But it's like dance monkey. <laughs> when you know the voice, everybody knows it. Dance monkey, dance monkey, dance monkey. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't really understand it. And apparently it's like the most streamed song on Spotify. I was like, who was streaming this song? I actually don't really know what the song's about. And something about the title Dance Monkey just doesn't sound right. Maybe it's a commentary on being controlled by the industry. Like they're telling her, dance monkey, dance. I guess. Also, Tones and I. Like, what does that mean? Like Ooh, the bro, Tones I and know. I. The Tones and I. Maybe she's got, like, a bunch of friends named Tony, and they go by Tone. Like, from 13 Reasons Why. (laughs) The Tones and I. Anyways, um, (laughs) there you go, Dance Monkey. That song reminds me of Sweet But Psycho. I will say, I used to play that song. It it was good at first, and then something happened along the way. (laughs) I love an interesting queen with interesting taste. (laughs) Speaking of interesting, I thought this was a universal experience, but I told you about this once and you were like, yeah, we didn't do that at my school. Um, A Pilgrim production. Listen, I'm not proud of my elementary school past, but I had to wear that black skirt and that bonnet combo for the sake of the rest of the children. You you didn't have a choice. (laughs) I didn't. I didn't. And then when we had to make those like I am so sorry, y'all. I was in literally kindergarten. I didn't know anything. I was just doing what that teacher told me. We had those paper grocery bags, you know, the ones. Mm-hmm. And we would cut out armholes. And we had to make these, like, indigenous, um, like, vests almost. And we would decorate them. I'm like, what are we doing? Culture is not a costume. Hello? Hi. I think we were just on a cheat, but they were just like, no, we're just going to teach him about it. We're not going to make him do it. But still problematic either way. Apologize. <laughs> I apologize profusely, but at the t- I was literally a child. Yeah, you couldn't do anything about it. It's- exactly. Choose mm-hmm. a song by a problematic slash heavily criticized artist that you have to admit kind of slabs. Okay, so I didn't know. I, I have a runner-up and um, an actual choice for this. So this band who is now just a person it's pink in the disco apparently brendan yuri is problematic um because he like liam Payne, um he just loves his bisexuals oh and i don't know that much apparently there's like some real life interaction stuff that happened so i don't i'm i don't know if i should say like heavily criticized because it's not at the point where like he's like chris brown level (laughs) but you know He's apparently problematic either way. But I do love me some Panic of the Disco. Some of their, like, new slash older stuff. Not so much, like, their recent album. But Casual Affair. This is probably my favorite song of theirs um, from that album that I can never name because it's such such a long name. Um, It's, like, Too Rare to Live, Too Something to Die. And... It's so funny because the song is actually about, apparently, I think it's about a man who is bisexual and he's married and is having an affair with a man. (laughs) So it's just all these layers come together. Um, And then my runner up um, is by someone we were talking about, Justin Bieber. Ooh. 
so Justin Bieber has also been heavily criticized. I don't think as much anymore. Um, but I, I could have chosen any of his old stuff because I loved his old stuff. And this is kind of old. It was a while ago, but I just loved yourself because I feel like this is like one of those songs where I wasn't sure if I liked it or not, but I gave it a listen the other day because I was listening to some Justin Bieber stuff and I was like, oh, this is actually kind of good. Like, it this is really slaps. good. That's the album when he had the good merch. Like, he had good merch at that period of time. But I actually heard that song in Big Lots, like, a couple weeks ago. And I was like, wow. ooh, a throwback. I, I love that you chose that. It's slow. Like, you don't really hear him do, like, really slow stuff. So, and the music video was pretty cool, too. Because it was I think it was, like, dancers were doing it. <laughs> he said, Sia, I'm taking your crown. Maddie Ziegler, step aside. Mm. Imagine if like Justin Bieber and Maddie Ziegler had beef. Ooh, I would I would be here for it. I would watch peacefully from the sidelines and commentate. <laughs> I have um a song that I don't think any of y'all would expect me to say that I do be jamming out to every now and then. Save a horse, ride a cowboy, big and rich. Okay, so we all know the big and rich country. I don't think they're a duo anymore. I think they, like, split a long time ago. But I didn't know if they were actually controversial. I kind of just, like, assumed they were. And I did some Googling. And apparently, Rich from Big and Rich, he had some things to say about the Nike ad that came out a while back with, like, Colin Mm. Kaepernick and everything. Mm. And he was saying that somebody in his entourage had Nike socks on. And he cut the top of his socks off. Not Rich, but the guy. I heard about this. Yeah, cut it oh off. And then he tweeted about it. He was like, yeah, get ready, Nike. Like, you're going to lose all this support because the military and everything. And I understand that the take a knee stance is, like, so controversial. It's such a hot button thing. It's not talked about as much now. It definitely was mm-hmm. more at its height, like, two years ago. But still an important issue. Police brutality, still an important issue mm-hmm. that should be discussed. But this song right here is like a guilty pleasure. I can't. I feel like y'all don't know, but I have like a little soft spot in my heart for some country. Like every now and then, <laughs> just a little bit. Because the women in country, they eat it up every time. Mm-hmm. And that's on Miranda Lambert. That's on Dolly Parton. That's on Casey Musgraves. And that's on Carrie Underwood. But freaking this song right here used to play in our sky blue daycare van when I was a child. Um, it's definitely out of date. You know, some of the lyrics in it are like, well, most of the lyrics in it are. Okay. But (laughs) this could have gone under awkward family convos because as a child, I obviously didn't know what save a horse, ride a cowboy meant. Like, like I took her out gigging frogs, introduced her to my old bird dog. Like, I didn't know any of that, man. I was just singing. Mm -hmm. But I buy the bar, double around the crown and everybody's getting down and this town ain't never going to be the same. And my life is never the same after hearing it. You know, I like that you have, like, a soft spot for country. And I I don't know if I do. Like, you know the classic country songs that come on? And when I mean classic, I mean, like, Carrie Underwood as if she's, like, classic. But you know what I mean. How interesting, though, that you picked a country song for that. Um, you know, my next prompt. I, I don't think much needs to be said. Like, cousins texting. No phones at the table, kids. Come on. Name a song that just feels so rude. Maybe the lyrics are annoying, the beat is off, and maybe too loud. 
Okay, so this one, I did have to ask Katie for clarification if I could use what I wanted to use, but I do like this song, but the lyrics are rude to the person that it's about. Um, this song is called Shampoo Bottles, and it's by Peach Pit. I've been listening to Peach Pit for like a few years. I actually have a sticker um, on my computer for them, and that's when you know the commitment is there. But it's a spiteful song, but it's also like, I want you back. Please come back. All your oh. stuff is around my house, and it's reminding me of you. You. And my favorite thing, because you said, like, crusty lyrics or whatever. I've run out of my speed stick, honey, so I've been using yours. It's freaking trash, all that organic hoo-ha from one of your health food stores. As a native deodorant user, I feel targeted. So mine is by, this is no shade to her because I love her, Ariana Grande. It's her song Makeup on her album Thank You Next. This is her the one song or the one album I've listened to all the way through. It was everything when it came out. And I was like, I have to give this a listen because I love Thank You Next, the actual song. But Makeup, it's probably my least favorite. I just do not like this song. First of all, the instrumental part of it, it's atrocious. I'm so sorry. This is just horrible. And the lyrics... I'm like, I love how she's just, like, more provocative. She's really just, she's not one of those, like, women who are regarded, like, by their Nickelodeon career. Like, she's just Ariana Grande. Like, sometimes you forget she had a career on, a t like, a children's television show. Because that was, like, a different person. It's like what we said with Justin Bieber. Like, thinking about, like, early him and now him. Those yeah. are different people. It's not like Miley Cyrus, and I think we all kind of did Miley Cyrus a little dirty in 2013, but Miley kind of, you know, she didn't progressively, you know, become more provocative. She just said, hey, I'm just going to do it now. I don't care. I'm just going to do it now. But this song in general, while it's just, <laughs> there's nothing to it. There's no layers to it. There's no depth. It's just kind of there. Like, the first lyrics are, I like to F with you just to make up with you. Because the way you be screaming, screaming my name make me want to make love to you. And it's basically like that the entire song. I'm like, okay, we get it. But can we have a little more details? A little more juice in there? Because this is all we're getting. See, this is a song that can be added to Fanfic Literature 1010. As I said before, I feel like it would be in the edits. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah. I mean, the chorus is basically just, I love it when we make up. And then her, yeah, 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 you know, yeah, eh, 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 yeah. And then go ahead, ruin my makeup. And it's basically like that over and over again. So, sorry, Ariana. I know she's pretty honest about, her, like, the song she don't like. So, maybe she just doesn't like the song. Either way, we love her. We do love her. Um, Something I don't love is Turkey, as has been discussed many times. We have Wild Turkey Chase, because, um, you know, people be hunting in these parts. Gobble, gobble, more like wobble, wobble on over to the hunting section of Walmart. Name a song that took you forever to hunt down, but when you finally did, it was mm-mm delicious. Um, so mine is a little bit more complicated because it's a score. So it's part of a TV show, um, Lost. It was the last song that was ever played on the show it was the season finale when uh spoiler but i shouldn't be it's it's old guy it's an old show come on it's been on for years uh, <laughs> it's when jack dies which 
I have to say, one of the times I was crying the most in TV show, I mean, I was bawling. It was so emotional. And I could not find the soundtrack for it because whenever I hear a soundtrack and I love it, I add it to a playlist I have. And um, just to like have it there, but I couldn't find it anywhere. So I, I did some Googling and it took forever to find it. Eventually, I came across it on YouTube and apparently it is an unofficial soundtrack. So like it's never been released on streaming services or anything. And this is what the bio said, the end on Lost. So like they called it the end. An unofficial score featuring Jack's theme, Hurley's handouts, parting words, the main theme, life and death, and there's no place like home. So they mixed up all these <laughs> themes together and said, emotions. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I wish they would have released it though, because it's so beautiful and I would love to add it. I think I'll add like the closest thing to it, which is life and death from the first season, which I think is equally as beautiful. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> I feel like that one was so emotional and mine is just like, ooh, saucy, sexy. Okay, um, this song is called Time Alone With You and it is by Jacob, I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's either Collier or Collier, I'm sorry, C-O-L-L-I-E-R, featuring Daniel Caesar, who we already know I love me some Daniel. And that is on Jessica and Justin R.I.P. at prom. Oh, I knew you were going to choose this one. Because I was about to say, is she going to choose that 13 Reasons Why song? This isn't from that, but it does have... Daniel Caesar is featured, and he does mm-hmm. sing that song. Um, but I heard Time Alone With You in this girl's What I Eat In A Week vlog or something. Because she always plays like music in her kitchen while she cooks. But it was just a quick snippet of the song. Like It wasn't long enough for me to like mm-hmm. figure out what it was. But I heard, the most beautiful girl in the whole wide world. And I was like, what is this called? And I was Googling and Googling, couldn't find anything. And then randomly one day I was like, why don't I just search it on Spotify, just this line? Because people always name their playlists, like lyrics from songs. Mm -hmm. And I found it. It's just, it's a saucy song and it hits right. If you want to get dirty all night, slipping on the mudslide, moonlight, we could cut the chit chat. Give me that time alone with you. Like, ooh. You know a song is good when you hear like a small portion of it and you're just and you just want to find it. And you're sucked in. Like all, that clip I heard was probably like 2 seconds long mm-hmm. and I was like I need it. I need it in my life. It's so good. I'm glad that I figured it out after like 2 months. The devotion. Speaking of things we're devoted to, um the sides. We are the side eaters. Why do we make meat our main portion of the meal? The size of the bomb.com and everyone knows it. Turkey is disgusting anyways. It is. So an underrated song on an album with popular radio hits. Okay, y'all. I said I wasn't going to give them attention, but I can't help it. Okay. Clouds. One Direction, a.k.a. our favorite local indie boy band. <laughs> You've probably never even heard of them before. Who's One Direction? Who is One Direction? Um, I just, uh, this song right here, I went through my One Direction phase this year because, you know, quarantine and everything, but this song is like criminally underrated. It's on their fourth album, Four, which y'all, y'all know, um, which I think is my favorite. And then like Made in the AM is probably like a close second, but 
it's such a great workout song and the new spotify loops that they have if you have spotify you know what i'm talking about if it's on your phone and you play it like songs certain ones have like little video loops to go with it mm-hmm. and ping pong harry everything to me uh it's great <laughs> i know um, you said that you don't like it complicated it's so good i wish you know i was like i kind of grew out one direction after like kind of during that era so i didn't listen to the entire album plus made in the am so i'm not like too familiar with like those songs that aren't the hits which is kind of why like i think the first three albums are more like my favorites because you know nostalgia and all that but i will say i guarantee you the first the last two albums are probably their best just because they've grown i think four is such a strong album like I mean, I understand that you have your nostalgia tied in. I don't because I like, didn't listen to it. Like, mm. knew some of the songs but wasn't, like, invested or anything. But 4, like, it's got all the hits on it, I swear. And it's got, like, it's got your popular stuff. Because isn't, isn't, like, Perfect and stuff on 4? I think it is. Or, like, Steal My Girl I or think, something. I think Perfect is on Made in the A. Because I used to confuse. I used to, th- I, I used to think it was on 4 as well. But I think it's Made in the AM because Zane's not in it. What else is on four? Is eighteen? Um, like, eighteen, I'm... I think, is not the five sauce. <laughs> I have loved you <laughs> since we were eighteen. Or um, oh my god, I forgot literally all <laughs> the lyrics. <laughs> I know pictures like... in my private folder. <laughs> Let's look it up because I don't know what's on that album. To be honest, like I know it has hits because like literally all their albums do. But Clouds is a song that, like, nobody ever talks about. Okay, so Steal My Girl oh my is God, on there. You... Oh, Night Changes. Fool's Gold is, like, pretty popular. Hold on. Hold on. I do know these songs. Stockholm Syndrome, obviously. No, I know these Girl Almighty. I am so dumb. I do know these songs. Do not come for me, guys. Please don't. I can't believe Night Changes. I forgot about that song. I know the songs, I just don't know which albums they're on. I always confuse Night Changes with Story of My Life. I don't know why. Maybe it's because they both have, like, pretty iconic videos for them. They like, do. Story of My Life is, like, my family. And then um, Night Changes is, like, hey, be a Caucasian girl POV on a date. I was watching that video the other day. I was like, wait. <laughs> what are they doing? Like, you could have easily just not shown the girl's hand yeah like the director like i i swear i read this somewhere it was someone was complaining they were like yeah like this is not diverse or whatever like i am you know not a white fan and they, the director basically said just pretend like what just do better white just pretend you don't have any other cultural background or significance just drop most of your identity just bye see ya mm-hmm Okay, so my underrated song on an album with popular uh, radio hits, uh, it's a five-song song off of um, Calm. Now, I debated on using this song because Calm, out of all their albums, I f- like, yes, they have do, like, they do have popular radio hits. I mean, they have Easier Teeth, um, Wildflower. And I was going to pick, like, Youngblood because... You know, I feel like Youngblood is one of their more popular songs, but there's not really... All of their singles, I feel like, are my favorites off that album. But on Calm, 
Lover of Mine is my favorite song on there. I swear, that song, so beautiful. Um, so apparently Luke wrote this with his girlfriend, Sierra, who is, who was part of, um, she was some, uh, part of some duo on X Factor with her, like, ex-boyfriend. Oh, was it, like, Sierra, Sierra. and Alex? Mm-hmm. So she's that Sierra. Oh, did not know that. Yeah. And the lyrics are just, when I take a look at my life and all of my crimes, you're the only thing that I think I got right. Aww. I'm like, y'all gonna make me cry up in here. Come on. Come Katie's on. wedding song. Katie's and, down the aisle song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> I will have to listen to that. I still haven't listened to all of Calm yet. I want to. I just haven't gotten to I it. I feel like Calm, their albums get progress- progressively better over time. And that's on growth. And that's what we want for all of these artists. Please that grow, is. change things up. Don't be scared to take a risk. Mm-hmm. And that's not me making a pointed remark to the subject of next week's podcast. Ooh, okay. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> um, my next one is covering leftovers with too much aluminum foil. Forget the Tupperware because my family, they ain't sustainable anyway. Reynolds Wrap is back in the game, baby. Cover those bowls and let those flavors marinate in the fridge. Everyone knows the leftovers are better anyway. Choose an artist's cover of a song that you like better than the original. This one was so hard because there are so many songs out there that when you grow up and start to realize, like, oh, this is actually a cover. I didn't know that. Um, Ultimately, I went with what I think everybody thinks is, like, one of like the best songs that is a cover um hurt by johnny cash which was originally by nine inch nails um i think johnny cash kind of put like more of the emotion into it than like no offense to nine inch nails but why do i not know anything about this you don't oh my god no. you've probably heard this song before but just didn't know like you need to give this a listen because i uh, this song has is amazing it's um and it's johnny it's old johnny our our, our Nashville boy that burning ring of fire <laughs> <laughs> yeah he sang this in 2002 and i think the original came out in like 1994 something like that yeah i don't have much to say about it <laughs> johnny cash all i know about johnny um a boy named sue and in elementary school, when we had our Tennessee program, this kid, his name was Colton. I won't say his last name, but he was Johnny Cash in the program, and he is naturally like a redhead, and he had to use that colored hairspray to make it black, and it was just, it was an iconic mm. moment. Um, I had to pick two covers because I just couldn't decide. Like you said, there are so many good ones out there. Um, the first one is It's Gonna Be Me, which is... The original is by NSYNC, obviously. We mm-hmm. all know that. It's gonna be me. Like, we know the meme, yeah. Uh, but Kevin Garrett, who I love, mm-hmm. or whom I love, I took an English class. He covered this this year, I think, like earlier in the year. And if you've heard the original, which I feel like everybody has, it's very, like, poppy, boy band, typical NSYNC. It's iconic in its own right. But Kevin did this, like, soulful like slow cover of it and it's just like ooh, it's a little tasty and then my second one is rich girl 
which is um, a Hall and Oates song, which you know, she's a rich girl, like that. Mm-hmm. But it is the Lake Street Dive version. I found out about them either this year or last year from a, a different vlogger. She used their song, Good Kisser, in it. And I was like, ooh, I like this. If you're going to tell them everything, tell them I'm a good kisser. But their rich girl cover is so nice. Like, she has a um, one of those voices that's kind of like, if you were, like, at a cabaret kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. She just has a very unique voice. Yeah. I will say, if anybody's ever looking for, like, covers or anything by artists that you already love, BBC Radio 1 YouTube channel, that's where you go. Yes. They have all of the covers, it's, every single one. <laughs> is it, like, in a contract or something? You have to sing a cover of a song when you come here because that's what everybody does. Okay, British radio is so different than American radio. Like, here we play the same stuff all the time, and it's really safe. And where it's, like, in England, I feel like they're more experimental with their Mm -hmm. radio stuff. So I'm like, maybe because they probably play all the artist tracks or like, give me something different. Give me something new. Yeah. um, Because I know whenever Five Sauce goes on there, they always take these like radio hits that that, like I hate, but they somehow make it their own. Um, And Taylor Swift has done it a few times. She got into trouble with September. Um, (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I remember that. That was a BBC Radio 1 thing. So, <laughs> not the live launch. Do you remember Cowbells? Mm. The 28th night of December. Oh, wait, December, September. <laughs> I was thinking that's, of back to December. That's Taylor's rendition. It's December, not September. Imagine me being on BBC Radio 1 Live Lounge covering a song. That mm-hmm. embarrassing. Yeah. Um, okay, my next prompt. Well, I guess my last prompt. Wow time flies reheating the leftovers it's kind of icky vicky but why put all this good food to waste choose a song that never gets old even if it's a little questionable and out of date i have doo-wop slash that thing um because it's one of those songs that got the parentheses by miss lauren with the y hill okay so this song if you know it you know it but it's that song's like, that thing, that thing, that thing. Um, here's my problem. I do be bopping to it when I clean the house on Sundays. Because it just, you know, puts me in a brighter spirit. But lyrically, a little problematic. A little judgmental. Um, she kind of shames promiscuity under this guise of like, we're women and we need to respect ourselves and not be too sexually out there. Because sometimes, I love Lauren Hill, don't get me wrong. Sometimes she comes across as a little, like, holier than thou at times. Mm-hmm. Like, she has a little, like, religious superiority complex sometimes. Oh. And in the song, it sounds like she's talking to a specific person. And while she probably means well, I don't know if it's her place to tell anybody else what to do. You know what I'm saying? She has this line that kind of, like, sh- I don't want to say shames. That kind of is, like, look at you spending all this money on, like, looking good and stuff. The line is, it's silly when girls sell their souls because it's in, look at where you've been, hair weaves like Europeans, fake nails done by Koreans. And I'm like, Lauren, let people do what they want. Like, don't feel like you have to do things to appease society. But if it makes you happy, that is your prerogative. Yeah, it's it's kind of like we've had this conversation about the Kardashians where, you know, a lot of us probably did shame them at one point or another for, you know 
having plastic surgery. But now as I've gotten older, I'm like, it's not so much that they've had plastic surgery. It's so much that they like lie and say that they haven't kind of setting the, this unrealistic expectations that a lot of this can be achieved naturally. Like if you're just honest with people, that's fine. You know, Miss Chloe, change your face every day. <laughs> but that's her prerogative. Like, I agree, though. If that's what she wants to do, that's fine. But, you know, kind of lying about it is, you know, a whole different, a whole different thing. Like, I think it's different if you choose not to disclose something. Mm-hmm. Like, if no one ever asks you about it and you've had work done and you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. But I'm like, and I'm not saying people should just go around asking, have you had work done? But, like, with them, the standard of questioning is kind of, like, bizarre. And I'm not saying it's okay, but, like, it just is. But I'm, like, saying that you achieved something with, like, makeup or, like, it's just working out or whatever. It does set an unrealistic standard for other people. I mean, Kylie really got, like, I mean, that was the big thing with Kylie back in, like, 2015, Mm -hmm. 2016. Because she used to just say, like, I just use a lot of lip liner. I'm like, girl, you must be a magician or something to achieve that and she eventually did complain about it so good on her built a billionaire business out of it and then chloe said you know i got this booty from working out my girl that is not that is not even natural it's like your your thighs don't even match your your butt in any way but if that's what makes you happy then do you no judgments passed seriously i think plastic surgery it's not my body so it is not my issue. Yeah, I don't care what you spend your money on as it as long as it's not hurting anybody else. Exactly. Mine is kind of like in a similar realm of yours in terms of like internalized misogyny. Okay. Let's get started. Misery Business by Paramore. Oh, I love that song. Oh, we all love that song. I love this song. Probably my first song I would, I've heard of Paramore, I would say. Um, and Haley Williams herself has said, like, I will not play this song anymore. I think mm-hmm. she either said that or, like, she's changing the lyrics, which I don't know how you could change the lyrics. Because the entire song is, you know, she's stealing this guy from this girl. I mean, in the second line, she's got a body like an hourglass that's ticking like a clock. You think about it at first and it's like, oh, nothing. But then you start to really think about it. It's, oh, it's kind of like better than revenge when Taylor is singing mm-hmm. like um, she's best known for what she does on the mattress. Now, when I was a kid, I thought she just meant sleeping. You know, she's lazy. Um, she doesn't work. <laughs> oh, I did. I did know the reference as a child. I did understand. I, I did not understand. But um, Paramore here is saying, you know, whoa, I never meant to brag, but I got where I want them now. Yeah, it was never my intention to brag, to steal it all away from you now. But God, does it feel so good. Mm-hmm. You know, we should never celebrate, um, you know, taking a man and, uh, away from another woman. Internalized misogyny is such, like, a difficult thing to navigate. Because, mm-hmm. like, we all have our own issues. And I think as we grow and evolve, we become more aware of things. And, mm-hmm. like, we become more aware of our own problematic behavior. Like, Lauren, I hope she has grown since the miseducation of Lauren Hill. We have for our final prompt, everybody bow your head. 
Everybody, join hands, because we're about to pray. We're about to thank the Lord for the nourishment that is about to enter our bodies, as they say in my household. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A song, <laughs> a song that you're thankful for slash helped you through a tough time. Um, There were a lot of songs to think about. I debated back and forth on a few songs. Ultimately, I went with one that kind of stuck with me since like I was around 11-ish years old. And I think it's because it is like I associate it with um, like the Harry Potter series. This song was played in a scene that was not in the books, which for once I was like, wow, this is actually really well done. Um, it's when Harry and Hermione, you know, Ron said, pace out. And Hermione's over here. She's like, oh, my boyfriend left. Oh. Um, and Harry's like, let's dance yeah appropriate time and this song is oh children by nick cave and the bad seeds i learned through tiktok that this song is actually about um people in the holocaust (laughs) um i did not get that and people were like well not gonna be my first dance anymore but i will say it's just a song that resonates with me and i recently discovered it again and it's just such like a sweet song and every time I think about it I just think about like two friends who are going through a hard time you know and they just doing that dance with each other just to get their worries out you know relieve all that stress like you there were so many that I could have picked from and I had to really like rein it in because there were like five or six songs that could have made the cut but I decided to go with let it all out by coin um, I've been listening to Coin since like high school, like on and off, but Let It All Out, I think I found early this year and that was when I was really uh, going through it. I was really just like not in a great place mentally. Um, but I chose this song because whenever I think about it, I think of like my first really big mental breakdown of the year. Uh, me just driving in the car, parking in the garage, crying and hyperventilating. Ooh, fun. But the lyrics... Um, there's two that stick out. Oh, my blood, sweat, and tears for 20-some years, all bottled up and broken, let it all out. And then, oh, Jesus, if you're listening, if you had a plan, can you fill me in? Like, it Mm. just, that song right there be putting me in my feelings. Um, and it was just kind of like a validation thing, you know? Because sometimes you do feel really, like, stressed and overwhelmed, and lost and you're like what am I doing nothing is working out and then you hear a song like that and you're like hey I am not alone in this game other Mm -hmm. people obviously experience this what what a way to end our Thanksgiving jam session sad ending (laughs) and talking well not like sad but you know kind of like sad with the potential of being uplifting Mm -hmm. I love it um these are great songs I'm I'm ready to listen to some of your picks. Um, you probably heard the majority of my. I feel like I'm like the basic part, you know. I'm, I'm here to provide um, some of the more popular stuff. And then you're like, guys, let's be indie for a minute. <laughs> no offense, though, because sometimes we need that. We need those smaller artists. I think you do like a lot of uh, cinematic soundtracks mm. and things, which... I don't know that I have really given enough of my time to. I did have this experience before starting this. I I wanted to include some other soundtracks, like 
age of 17, I really wanted to include, but they just never fit any of the prompts. That's okay. One day, we'll just have to do either just like a random music to share podcast or I hate to say it maybe they'll fit a prompt next year we have to wait a whole nother year I had a bunch of songs I wanted to share as well but they didn't fit the prompt and I wasn't Mm -hmm. about to just like start reaching with it and being like well this fits because this one word in the song resonates with your prompt (laughs) I almost did that for a few I was like you know what let's not go too far (sighs) anyways should we take a quizzy wizzy we should We know what type of relative you are on Thanksgiving based on the foods you choose. (laughs) I had had trouble with those last few words. (laughs) I was like, foods? (laughs) Oh my goodness. Uh, We all have that one relative dot dot dot. By Anna K5353, a community contributor. Thank you, Anna. Choose your favorite app. Why did I think it meant like phone (laughs) app? I was like, cheese board is an app? Um, cheese board. Shrimp cocktail has never been on the table at my Thanksgiving feast. Store-bought dip or any alcohol in sight. Um, let's be honest. Nobody calls appetizers apps. I don't know who chili sing they are, but it's appetizers. We don't really have appetizers. We do on Christmas. We do actually do have shrimp cocktail, but it's not like fancy or anything. It's literally like my mom goes to like Kroger Publix gets some shrimp and like cocktail sauce and just puts it on a little plastic platter. You know those platters, those cheap old platters you can get at the store around uh, Christmas time. She said it is all about the artistry of it all. And we use the same one every it's like just stuffed in a drawer like the entire year until Christmas. Reduce, reuse, recycle, sustainability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um but on Thanksgiving we don't have any, but I do love a store-bought dip, especially if it's like spinach artichoke dip. Mm. Sometimes they do hit really good, but sometimes they are a little sus. I'm like, what is in this? Mm. I think I'm going to pick cheese board. I know that's like generic and sometimes that cheese be sitting out for a while and it's kind of sweaty, but like when it's fresh, when it's fresh out the fridge and I can just like grab a few little bits here and there, some crackers, mm -mm, delicious. When you were a kid, did you eat like cheat like cheddar cheese cubes or anything? Sometimes like we didn't have them regularly, but like on occasion. <laughs> I just thought about that. Like we ate those a lot, and I, I don't actually like cheddar cheese anymore. But it's such a weird thing to feed to kids, like just cheese. Well, like string yeah, cheese. Just, Think about it. Oh yeah, like I eat. <laughs> I still like sometimes. I'm like, I'm just gonna get a pack of string cheese. Like once good. a year, I'll buy some Sargento. Literally today, I just ate a slice of pepper jack cheese. That's it. I like me some pepper jack cheese. Cheese is the only (laughs) thing that's keeping me from, like, vegan. Like, that's the only thing. Because all the other alternatives are good. I just don't think they figured out vegan cheese yet. I've never had vegan cheese, so I don't know. Uh, Pick your drink of choice. Ooh, we have Jesus turning that water into wine. We have beer, Dos Equis, AA. We have um, cocktail, probably like a little fruity beverage, or Welch's Sparkling Juice, which has to be my choice because my family gets a bottle every like New Year's Eve, and I look forward to it. Yeah, like my family doesn't drink alcohol for some reason, 
So I would have picked wine, but because we're going with realistic here, that's just not going to happen. So, and we don't have sparkling juice. We do like, you know, us Southerners, sweet tea or Cokes. <laughs> they said we different. I mean, we do the same thing. That's the only time we do the sparkling thing is for New Year's. But I'll do the sparkling juice to just be realistic. It's our version of wine in this tea totally <laughs> country. Select your main dish. Ooh, okay. We have Miss Turkey, Miss Gobble Gobble herself. Miss Honey Baked Ham on the side. Mm-mm, delicious. Tofurkey. Have purchased one before. Kind of weird. The deli slices are okay, but like the Thanksgiving one is kind of like, uh. Um, or nothing. Filling my plate with all the sides. Girl, there's literally, one of my props is literally, like, it's literally, like, who decided that meat should be the main portion or the main dish? Who decided that? Society. Society. The cavemen. (laughs) (laughs) The paleo diet. You're telling me that they didn't just fill their plates up with mashed potatoes and green beans? You mean to tell me? They didn't get that mac and cheese and those sweet potatoes. Like, huh? I just think the sides are so slept on. Even when I was a child and ate meat, I always went for the sides because the turkey and yeah. ham was not my thing. Oh, my goodness. Sides are just so much better. And there's so many more of them. So many options. Pick a veggie. Ooh, we got corn. Yes, don't digest it. Uh, Glazed carrots. I have a love-hate relationship with carrots. I don't, you know, me and her, I don't know. Green bean casserole, they're always there for some reason with those crispy onions on top. Or no veggies, only carbs. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think, like, what vegetables do I eat? I guess, like, corn. Even though we don't, it's not like, we have a corn casserole, which we make. But since, if there's a green bean casserole, why not? I can just make it a corn casserole. But I do eat, like, green beans. I'm going to pick corn. These are difficult for me because, like, we don't ever have corn at Thanksgiving. I don't know why we just don't. But, like, green bean casserole and, like, that kind of stuff. I'm not against a green bean, but normally, because we live in the South, it's cooked with, like, that fat back and everything in it. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. "Uh, I just can't. So, I guess I'm going to stick with my carbs. Ain't nothing wrong with some carbs in this tummy. Yeah, like, now that I think about it, my family just doesn't do a lot of vegetables, and I've always kind of, like, complained about that, but, you know, you just, you can't do anything about it, because if you, if you're the person that shows up with just vegetables, I'm like, they're like, come on. Everybody complains. Like, the one big vegetable we have every single time, and I hate this, is baked beans. I hate baked beans with a passion. Are they a vegetable? Well, like, a bean. Isn't it so? I mean, I get what you're saying. Like, beans, they're in their own category, though. Yeah, but, like, you know, okay, let's just say, like, you know, in the South, you lump everything together. So. I love a bean, though. Honestly, beans are great. It's like when people say, like, potatoes te- technically a vegetable. It's a start. Because it grows from the ground. And I'm like, let me eat my potatoes in peace. Speaking of potatoes, mm-hmm. look at this next question. What is your type of potato? Sweet potato casseroles with those ooey-gooey marshmallows on top. Mashed potatoes. Not a fan. Cheesy potatoes or roasted potatoes. What is the potatoes that you usually have on Thanksgiving? Because I feel like every family has a certain type of potato. We only do sweet potato casserole 
Um, I would love it if we had roasted potatoes, but I feel like I would have to be the one to do it, and I am mm-hmm. not that bothered. Well, it's difficult to get roasted potatoes. I would. I feel like because like I feel like cooking potatoes like that is just really hard. They got to be hot too. Like they're not very mm-hmm. good when they're cold. Yeah. Um, my family does cheesy potatoes, which I'm not a huge fan of, um, because those do get cold very easily. Um, I don't think we do mashed potatoes because portion sizes, like, you just never know how much to make with, it's just really odd. So, I guess if we're going realistic, it has to be cheesy potatoes, because that's the only thing we have. You're getting your cheesy wheezies? I guess. I'm getting my sweet potato casserole (laughs) with those mini marshmallows. I've never had sweet potato casserole. Oh my god. We don't call it sweet potato casserole. It's just sweet potatoes. But they are so... Ugh, everything. I feel like we always talk about cheesy potatoes and sweet potatoes. Like, on our Thanksgiving. That's all we care about. We are Dolly Parton. Favorite food, potatoes. And we always say it as if, like, oh my goodness, you eat just sweet potatoes. (laughs) Like, I knew that. (laughs) The tradition doesn't change around here. We eat the same thing every single year. Yeah. Choose your classic Thanksgiving side. Cranberry sauce. A bold move. Stream it on iTunes, Anchor, and all those other places. Um, Jello, that is not a side. I don't know where you live. Like, the hospital cafeteria, maybe. Stuffing, or in the South, drizzle. Cornbread, which is Katie's um, heart and soul. Um, it is my heart and soul, but we actually don't do cornbread on Thanksgiving, which is very odd because I feel like that's just such a Southern staple to do. We do rolls instead. Same. Um, not homemade. We just, like, our job, like, my immediate family, that we do rolls as well. And we just stick those things in the oven and call it a day. But my grandmother's stuffing is the best. And that woman will not tell me the recipe, but I'll get it from her one day. I am also going to pick stuffing, um, dressing, because we don't put it in the bird. But, you know, I think there's just something about grandma's, because my grandma's dressing, even though I haven't had it in years, because cream of chicken and all that, from what I remember, it was pretty fire. It was pretty Mm bomb.com. It's usually raved about. Now I make a vegetarian stuffing, which isn't as good, but it's, like, not bad. Ours is always, like, vegetarian, I think. But I've always just change like between dressing or stuffing because when I was growing up I didn't realize that stuffing was like because you know we never did like the whole turkey that and you just stuff the stuff in the you, you know we didn't do that we just did the pulled turkey so I didn't know that was a thing so it's always just been either dressing or stuffing what is your opinion on gravy ew um smack it on the entire plate just on turkey on the side or gravy is disgusting do y'all call it gravy or do you call it giblets that giblet gravy like (laughs) they make it from the giblets in the turkey girl i've never heard that in my life i think it's because like i'm ethnic (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's probably it um First of all, if you're smacking, I know there's people who smack on the entire plate, but you're getting that mixed up with the corn, with the baked beans, with the casseroles. Y'all are nasty. Give me one of those partition plates so nothing touches. Gravy is disgusting. I used to like giblet as a child, but I don't think I would like it now. Like, if it was vegetarian, I would still not be about it. 
my dad makes a vegetarian gravy. He does like, he just, because he's like, it's literally just flour and milk and all that. That's it. But I don't know like what my other family members do because there's like a, they do a different type of gravy. So I'm not really sure. I'm going to do gravy is disgusting. Um, was going to say on the side, but I don't know. Like the thought of it kind of makes me feel gross, but your family is so accommodating. They're like vegetarian, everything vegetarian friendly. Well, I think cause like, it's just easier to do it. It's literally so much easier because I think with regular gravy, it, you have to have the broth and everything. I think that's how you mm-hmm. make that. And we're just, I mean, we have, we keep flour and bread and stuff. I'm like, you just mix those two together. Bam. You got gravy. Giblet and it's gravy so much better. It's a different breed. You just have like mm. look it up at some point. It's interesting. Well, it, it that's the difference between brown and white gravy. Like the white is vegetarian and the brown is like not vegetarian. Just Unless a little fun fact with all of you guys. Sawmill gravy. Then it has freaking mm. sausage in it and it's Oh, that's true. Mm. I've never had that though, so I have no idea. You've never had a biscuit and gravy? Oh, I'm triggered. I mean well, I have, but not like, I mean, that's what we do. Biscuits and gravy, that's the gravy we do. I've never had it like anywhere else. So. Interesting. Intrigue. Mm. Top it off and decide on the dessert. Our final question. Pumpkin pie, obvi. Oh my God, I had a really dramatic swallow. I'm so sorry. Okay. Apple pie with vanilla ice cream. That's some 4th of July type of energy. Anything with chocolate or coffee with Bailey's. I didn't realize we were at the Four Seasons Hotel. I'm a little angry that my Thanksgiving dessert is not on here. My grandmother makes pecan pie. She she says this every year. So sweet. She says, I made this for you, Katie. And, like, obviously, I'm not the only one eating it, but she knows it's my favorite. So, um... Look, I know it's a fourth of it seems like a fourth of July thing, but we do actually have apple pie, just not with ice cream, but I do like an apple pie. I wouldn't really choose any of these if I'm being honest. I don't think I'm a desserts girl. Um but I'll go with Miss Pumpkin. I would prefer a sweet potato, but that's okay. So what did you get? The gift for it is my favorite. Okay, so I have little Johnny who asked to play in the basement. No. (laughs) Little Johnny wouldn't be going anywhere because we don't have one. Okay. You walk in with your iPad, okay, and hand and headphones in, ask for the Wi-Fi password, and head straight for the basement. No one else comes down by you, so you come upstairs, beg your older cousins to come watch you play on your iPad. We can always count on you to be blunt and honest at the dinner table. That's kind of accurate. Like, at family gatherings, I tend to, like, I don't really sit at the table. I, like, go off by myself. Hmm. So I got political Uncle Pat. You somehow bring up politics in every conversation. That's the one thing I try to avoid. You're probably drunk. Again, never, we don't have alcohol. And you sit in the recliner while scrolling through Twitter. Partially true. (laughs) Although you get on your sister's nerves, also true. You bring the best homemade stuffing. Not true because I don't know the recipe. One day you'll have it. One day I will steal it. She has a whole... I know where she keeps those recipes. I'll get it one day. I like how we kind of... I mean, we got people who aren't even women. I wonder what the women are doing. Um, judgmental Aunt Janet, probably. Um, 
clean it up Kathy. You know, she stays clearing that table. As I've gotten older, I just think about how gendered everything is in my family, especially around holidays. And it just... Mm. Anyways, should we do our outro? Of course. I hope, we hope, let me correct myself. Don't want to speak for both of us, but I think we would both agree. We hope all you gobbly goos out there get stuffed with that good, good food and stay safe, you know. Just because Mm -hmm. it's Thanksgiving doesn't mean you need to be traveling from house to house in these times. That's true. So give us a rating, give us a review, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. Follow us on Twitter at Courage and Doll and check out our website. CourageDollPodcast.wixsite.com slash now playing. And if you don't have Twitter but you still want 